0: Today on the newscast, Iran launches a military satellite into space and Russia is reportedly disappointed with Israel over Ukraine. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. Some breaking news to start off with here today, right before I came on camera, President Biden announced that the US would cut all oil and gas imports from Russia major news to say the least we know when it comes to Europe that Russia supplies some 40% of Europe's natural gas also supplies a good amount of energy to the United States as well so what we see now is the west including now the United States increasingly putting the squeeze on Russia's energy industry which is the main economic driving force Of Vladimir Putin and his war machine. A big question is, if Europe is now going to cut off natural gas from Russia, or at least severely decrease its natural gas intake from Russia, where will Europe get its gas? Well, more and more, people are discussing Israel becoming a major natural gas provider and exporter to Europe in particular. Now, we talked about this on last week's Watchman newscast live stream. Just an update here. The CEO of Chevron, which is a major American energy company, said yesterday that yes, Israel could pick up the slack and become a major natural gas exporter to Europe. A big statement from a man who certainly is in the know, the CEO of Chevron. One thing we mentioned on last week's live stream Is that the proposed East Med pipeline, which would travel from Israel through Cyprus into Europe, bringing natural gas to Europe? Again, remember, Israel has found these massive natural gas deposits in the Mediterranean off the coast of Haifa in northern Israel. Uh, That East Med pipeline would bring that energy to Europe, but the Biden administration earlier this year said that it no longer supports the East Med pipeline for environmental and economic concerns. One concern that the U.S. had was that President Erdogan of Turkey would be cut out of this East Med pipeline and would not reap the economic benefits. But if the comments from the Chevron CEO are any indication and the trajectory here of the Russia conflict with Ukraine and the West is any indication then this East Med pipeline coming from Israel may soon be revisited, folks. And you have to wonder if Vladimir Putin's natural gas bonanza is cut off and Israel replaces it. Man, you would think there may be some very hard feelings from Vladimir Putin towards Russia or towards Israel. I'm sorry, as Israel begins to reap the natural gas benefits. We're keeping a very close eye on that, which brings me to our next item today. Russia is reportedly very disappointed, quote, that Israel voted for a UN resolution last week condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russian diplomats apparently sent the message to Israel's foreign ministry, again, that uh, Russia is, quote, very disappointed with Israel's vote. Now, We've been following this very closely on the newscast over the past two weeks or so. The developments in the Israel-Russia relationship, and of course, there are prophetic implications there. More on that in a second. But folks, let's recap real quick. This has been all over the place. On one day, it looks good. The next day, it looks like there are increasing tensions. This all started really about a month and a half ago when Russian and Syrian fighter jets did a joint patrol near Israel's Golan Heights, obviously alarming. Bashar al-Assad, the Syrian dictator, is an avowed enemy of Israel, yet Russia is aligned with Assad and Iran and Hezbollah in Syria at Israel's doorstep. So we had the joint flyover. We had a statement from a Russian foreign ministry spokeswoman blasting Israel over its airstrikes against Iran in Syria. Also, Alarm bells going off there. She said that Israel needs to stop those strikes. We also had the deputy ambassador for Russia to the UN condemning Israel's control over the Golan Heights, saying Russia does not recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan and saying that is sovereign Syrian territory. That also obviously raised alarm bells. And he addressed his comments to the government in Tel Aviv not the government in Jerusalem, which is the ancient and ancestral capital of Israel. The government, according to this Russian ambassador in Tel Aviv. Well, folks, guess what? Newsflash, Israel's government, the seat of Israel's government is not in Tel Aviv. It is in Jerusalem. So I saw that as a dig from this Russian ambassador as well. And then of course, on the eve of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Russia's defense minister, Sergei Shogai, found time to visit Syria and meet with Bashar al-Assad and kick off the largest Russian naval drill in the Eastern Mediterranean Sea at Israel's doorstep since the Cold War, involving some 15 Russian destroyers and 30 Russian fighter jets and and cargo planes and uh, aircraft capable of carrying hypersonic missiles and nuclear weapons, again, all at Israel's doorstep. So A lot of troubling signals, needless to say, over the past few weeks when it comes to Russia in the Middle East at Israel's doorstep, and yet we also have Russian officials, including Russia's ambassador to Israel, saying things will remain the same. We will allow Israel to continue to operate freely in Syria, really under the noses of Russian troops there, right, in Syria, who again are aligned with Israel's enemies there, but Russian diplomats recently have again said, look, we're going to keep the status quo and the so-called deconfliction confliction uh, mechanism that Israel and Russia have, where Israel essentially gives Russia a heads up if Israel is going to strike in Syria, and Russia has allowed it. But folks, that could change on a dime. As you're seeing right now, Vladimir Putin is very unpredictable to say the least and has broad ambitions. I believe those ambitions include in the Middle East and a day may come where he puffs out his chest and says, you know what, Israel, no longer will we allow you to operate freely in Syria. I think that's a major concern, but in my interviews about two weeks ago in Israel on the ground with Israeli officials, both current and former, They seem to say, hey, absolutely, Russia will not stand in our way in Syria as we strike out at Iran. But, folks, I wouldn't be so sure. And if the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, in this looming war of Gog and Magog, are any indicator, Russia will eventually turn against Israel in the days to come. So, we're keeping a very close eye on that. One more thing to mention before we go speaking of Russia and Iran, the Iranian regime. Today, in particular, Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps, which answers directly to the Supreme Leader, launched a satellite into orbit. This is the second satellite launched by Iran. They've had several failed attempts as well over the past few years. They launched one in 2020. Now today, uh, Tuesday, March 8th, they launched the Noor 2 satellite about 310 miles into the atmosphere and they're saying it was a successful launch, although they have no pictures to prove it yet, nothing has been released. Why is this so dangerous and such a concern? Why is the West concerned? Well, this is the kind of technology you need, if you're Iran, to launch a ballistic missile, not only a ballistic missile, an intercontinental ballistic missile that can be armed with a nuclear warhead. That's why these satellite launches are obvi- obviously such a concern. The Revolutionary Guards are crowing about this, though. And remember, we talk about the Iranian threat, why the West, why America should care. Those ICBMs, folks, they do exactly what their name says. They're designed to travel across continents, across oceans. Those ICBMs are not for Israel, Saudi Arabia, even Europe. Those ICBMs are ultimately for the nation that Iran calls the Great Satan the United States. This Iranian nuclear problem is a problem not only for Israel and the region, but for the world. And yet, as this satellite is launching, we have U.S. diplomats in Vienna, along with Iranian diplomats and representatives from China, Britain, France, Germany, and Russia ready to revive that Iran nuclear deal. Iran is thumbing its nose at the world launching satellites At the same time the world is ready to give away the farm so to speak and unilaterally relieve iran from sanctions and ink this brand new iran deal folks that is a major story we're watching any day now there could be an announcement of a revived iran nuclear deal we're keeping a very close eye on it hey this week quick programming note thursday march 10th watchman newscast live stream we usually go on wednesdays but this week we will do thursday because i have a speaking engagement Uh, but 4 p.m. Eastern time until 5 p.m. Eastern time this Thursday. Bring your questions for our Q&A session. It's going to be good until tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.